0: Thanks for joining us for this special edition of Take Two in our congressional series. Joining me today is Rick Jones running in District One as a Democrat. This is where Congressman Blake Moore is sitting right now. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you, Heidi. I appreciate this opportunity.
0: This is a great way to have a conversation, get people educated before those ballots end up in the mail. Tell me a little bit about yourself um, and why you're running.
1: Well, my parents are both from Utah and they've lived in Utah for generations. Um, They went to Michigan. I actually grew up in Michigan and that but I've been in Utah since the early 70s and um,
0: You're a Utah then. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so (laughs) yeah, and um, Well, there's a number of issues. I wanted to raise but I especially want to remind people about common sense and that because sometimes I think we become so partisan that common sense is getting lost
0: It is so true, and I think social media feeds that, where you're in this echo chamber of your hearing right and left, but not sitting down and solving problems. As you're talking to people um, leading up to the election, what is the number one or a couple issues that people are saying, this is what we need to fix, and this is what's most important to my family?
1: Um, Well, we do need to especially watch the economy. And I'm happy to be associated with the party that's always tried to take care of the most vulnerable people, because in these harder times, and that that, that can be a real problem. Um, I'm very happy that the energy and uh, medical bill reduction was just passed, and that the Inflation Reduction Act. And uh, yeah, health care is a enormous, Problem yeah. for so many families.
0: The Inflation Reduction Act. A lot of people are concerned about how much it actually costs, and that while there, it may reduce the inflation. It may be years down the road before we actually see any of those changes. The here and now. I know that a lot of families are struggling because wages aren't keeping up with the price increases. We all go to the grocery store and it's expensive. Is there anything that Congress can do to make changes and in a fashion that would be in the next? you know, six months, year, two years, where we start to see those changes sooner?
1: Unfortunately, there's not a whole lot that can be done. And uh, we should correct the misperception that all of our inflation is caused by government spending. I'm old enough to remember the Carter era when we had the worst inflation in almost a century. And uh, anyway, at the time, everyone attributed that inflation to the deficits. But Carter's deficits averaged 54.5 billion per year. Reagan's averaged 210.6 per year over the eight years. And that, so Reagan's were almost four times as much, but yet we didn't have a lot of inflation. And then also, uh, you know when President Obama came in, he tripled the deficits. We didn't really have inflation. So uh, very often the inflation we are experiencing is not due to government spending.
0: At all. Do you think it has anything to do with the fact that uh, the government was sending out checks to people into businesses when everything was shut down with COVID? Do you think that helped fee- feed or fan those flames at all?
1: Uh, probably a little bit. I, th- I think it probably did. But um, also what is pertinent is uh, we did lose a million work people to COVID and then another four or five million uh, struggled with long haul COVID and were not able to work as much. And it's never been more expensive to be a worker than today Uh, just the auto expenses are enormous but then there's a number of workers who have lost their daycare and uh, daycare is very very expensive and so um, i think those factors all feed in also we haven't had the number of uh, immigrants trained immigrants coming in and so then that would tend to contribute to higher labor costs.
0: Let's talk a little bit about immigration because right now um, you're talking about uh, visas that would let people in that had different experience levels. Uh, We just surpassed two million at the southern Mm -hmm. border at least that were counted coming in. Immigration has long been an issue that both Democrats and Republicans when they were running for uh, Congress or running for president they said you know this is something we have to fix but it was popular to talk about, not necessarily do anything with. President Trump did something, whether you like it or didn't like mm-hmm. it. Now we've got um, massive numbers coming across, but not a really great organized way to make this happen and for it legally to happen for families that really need some place to go. How do we fix that in Congress? And is it something that both sides can sit down and agree on?
1: Well, I, I'm almost thinking that perhaps what should happen is uh, Congress and the president should appoint a task force and then pretty much just go with their recommendations are uh, the last real significant immigration reform was November of 1986 with Reagan and uh, President W Bush tried it in 2006 but then didn't get very far and it, it's been years since we've had real immigration reform and it will take a combination of factors and that and uh,
0: so do you believe if there were a task force and they went and figured out you know, what the right thing to do is, it would obviously have to be passed by Congress. Can Congress come to the table and do this? Or is there always an election around the corner where someone doesn't want to vote for it because it might not be popular or it might not help them?
1: Well, you do raise a good point. And it might be that way, but um, we haven't really tried a task force thus far. And so I, I think that would be something to to pursue and and try and I think we should involve people from all the various government agencies that this would pertain to and uh, yeah and see what they come up with.
0: Right now, I think a lot of people are focused heading into the winter what fuel prices will be like if electricity and power or their natural gas is going to be higher. We're looking at the issues in Russia with the Nord Stream one and two where there's leaks all of a sudden that people think maybe. Uh, was not accidental Europe's struggling with prices right now the whole world is dealing with this as uh, something that's probably not going to go away anytime soon if you look long range on that what can we do to try to fix these prices and make them more manageable for families and for businesses
1: well i do think we need to pay attention to our electrical grid and uh much of our infrastructure there is about a half a century old. And it has not kept up with growing population and also growing demands, um, especially now with the electronic gadgetry and electric cars and things like this. So we really do need to probably make a serious upgrade to the grid. Um, It has big consequences when you have grid problems. That was shown in Texas about 18 months ago um, and they had real problems with the grid and it cost an untold sum and uh, moreover they hadn't really modernized as I understand it so much and so it was not compatible with other aspects of the grid and and um, that makes it yeah. a, r- a real problem if you know when you can't tap into another part of the grid so
0: so do you believe that moving towards electric cars is part of solving the problems and the grid has to be um, upgraded to make that happen, or electric cars not the fix-all that we think they are?
1: I think it's unquestionable that electric cars are an important element of our uh, progress in that way. Um, I've read that CO2, the CO2 we create today, will still, half of it will still be around in a century. Uh, that, that's just shocking um, to think that it has such a, a footprint that, that lasts for so long. And so we, we really do have to um, start to tap the brakes on our carbon emissions. And uh, it is so easy to put it off and that. But um, currently, we're, we've been subsidizing a number of parts of the carbon uh, supply chain, and, and I think it's uh, wonderful that we've at least are going to make some hefty subsidies to green energy and uh, move in that direction and that um, we were talking about the hurricane and yeah and um, I don't think anyone can deny the fact that um, water you'll have more water vapor in hot air than you do in cold air and so as the planet warms, and that then uh, the air will tend to hold a lot more water vapor and then you get rain
0: that (laughs)
1: is over a foot and stuff like that. A
0: concern to be talked about. Another issue I want to talk about before our time is up, education, right? When you look at higher education, it's expensive. You've got kids, you know, when you get older, you're worrying about, can we pay these bills? Are they going to be able to pay for college? President Biden has come up with a plan that would pay off student debt, 10,000 for some, up to 20,000 for others. It goes up to income brackets of if you're married and filing jointly to $250,000. Is he hitting the mark when he's uh, wiping away their debt for them? It'll obviously move it to taxpayers in general, but will this help or is this just a drop in the bucket and you're fixing it for a few people and then we're just in debt a little more?
1: Well, um, for a lot of people, it really is very, very significant. Personally, I think the 250 is a little high and I would not have uh, recommended that.
0: Where would you put it?
1: Well, maybe even, maybe for a single 90000 or something like that. And for a couple, maybe 150000 hundred and fifty or something, something probably like. But you that.
0: believe the actual wiping away the debt will be helpful?
1: Uh, I think, yeah, on balance, it, it probably is. And I know there will be examples of injustice. Uh, when the the country was founded, Alexander Hamilton proposed that the national government assume all of the war debts of the various states. Well, some states said this isn't fair because we've already paid off our debt. Yeah. And, um, and but actually debt forgiveness is a very old concept going back to Mesopotamia, 3,000 years before Christ. It's found in Leviticus 25. It's uh, Luke chapter four talks of a debt jubilee. And, um, and debt is so critical to growing the eco- debt creation is critical to growing the economy. In fact, it's been found that debt creation and economic growth are 94% correlated. Um, and when you don't have debt creation, then you don't have economic growth. And uh, if you look at economic history, um, like in the 1920s, investors create an enormous debt, and then. Uh, the crash at 29 came, the stock market lost 86% of its value. And um, we had a situation where no one could borrow money because uh, a bank's not going to loan you money if you're in debt up yeah. to your eyeballs. So then you couldn't create private sector debt. So investors did not create debt and consumers did not create debt and the only entity that could create debt was the government and that's what the new deal was all about
0: and the government control in higher education seems yeah. to be what people say you know started the problem uh, is that something that you think that congress can fix or do higher education systems locally and states need to figure out how to cut the cost and make it more affordable
1: well i do think uh, we could in the f- going forward uh, ask that if the government is going to pay for it that it will have some say about the cost and Yeah. Um, Try to intervene there and and limit the cost of of education. But um, yeah, anyway, without that debt creation, what happened um, during the Great Depression? Irving Fisher, the economist, found this out in 1933 that uh, basically individuals just couldn't create any debt whatsoever and the economy would have been at a standstill had the government not created that debt that it did for the New Deal.
0: Very interesting, a student of history here. If people wanna find out more information about you, do you have a website they can go to?
1: Yes, they can go to Electric Jones and yeah.
0: Very good, we'll post all of that information so people can find you. Thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you, Heidi, I appreciate this Thank thank you for being
0: a part of the conversation.
1: Okay.